Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got a fucking room full of people today. It's a party. Yeah. It's Saturday. Why not? There's a room full of people <laughs> and uh, someone's got a beer going on. Woo. I hope you're of age. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And as Mark said, we got a party going on in here. We have two almost RMTs, two recent grads from an unnamed college. They can decide if they want to say where they're from. And uh, for the sake of today's recording, because it is going to be an unprofessional hour, we're going to call them Mel and apparently Rico Suave. Rico Suave. <laughs> I'm going to call you Rico for short, though. I don't know if I can do fine. Rico Suave every time. <laughs> That's so, okay. hey, guys. Um, before we start, can you guys tell everybody how this meeting, how this Saturday party, afternoon party ended up happening? How did you find us? Well, um, I had found this podcast. Um, I was looking for massage therapy, everything uh, in school. And then I found this podcast and um, <laughs> that you were disappointed. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I started listening and it was super interesting, super awesome. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually reached out to you um, saying that uh, you guys should do like a podcast on like people that are going to do their OSCEs because I'm almost done. And uh, I really want to hear about that. Um, I and was that yeah. recent? Uh, semi recent, I think. I think it was a few months ago. Hmm. hmm. I got to go back and look at the messages. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. Sometimes because we do get a lot of messages, and sometimes I answer something in the midst of either cooking, dealing with my kids, or I'm half asleep, and then I forget about it for three months. Mm-hmm. So anybody else who has messaged me and you were dealing with me, Amanda, personally, I am the worst. Mark super great at getting back to people. Amanda sucks. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I uh, have just been listening and told uh, a bunch of people that I go to school with. I'm like, you guys got to listen to this podcast. It's really cool. And now I'm down the rabbit hole. Literally. It was almost like just all the time I would have the unprofessional hour just in the background while I was like studying or like writing notes. And then like, I would just be so invested in it. I didn't even realize like how many podcasts I actually had gone through. It's like, oh my gosh, like you guys are just like so pleasant to listen to. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if Mark feels that way about me or vice versa, but it's really nice to know that other people like listening to us. I'm kidding. I love your voice. (laughs) Sensual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a beer. I feel like it's like my bath time podcast. I'll like go in the bath and I'll turn on like a episode and then I'll just like listen to it. I'm not a bath guy. No. Are you a big bath guy? I like baths. Yeah. What do you like about the bath? I feel like I'm just sitting in my own dirty water. I, uh, <laughs> well, when you put it like that. It's like hydrotherapy. Like uh, often You're my such legs. a massage nerd. My, my legs are hurting. My body's hurting and stuff from like playing like hockey all the time. And oh, okay. So you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. It's beautiful not just you know not just i was never a bath ducks. person either i was with you i felt like i'm just sitting in my own dirty water and yeah of course you shower after or before whatever i know some people shower before they bath and some people after we should take a poll on that um but then when i got pregnant i really saw the value in taking a bath i would get in there because by the end of the day after treating super pregnant my hips hurt my back hurt my feet hurt so i would soak in the tub and then i'd have to call mark in to come out and get me because i was enormous and i couldn't get out <laughs> i would actually get stuck That's funny. <laughs> actually we don't take baths right now because our bathtub is broken that sucks oh dang so sad right so our kids have gotten used to showers and thankfully they think it's fun really i feel like when i'm in the shower there's just like too many things to think about it's like okay i gotta do like my hair i gotta shampoo and they have to leave my conditioner in for so long and then i gotta multitask and like do something else like it's oh just god, like just i make in like lists beers. in like, the shower oh my gosh <laughs> they're not for me we were hearing about the shower routine <laughs> 
I get it though. I actually have a very specific order when I'm taking a shower that I do things in and it throws me right off if I do something out of order. Like I have to wash my hair first. I have like I have a yeah. very specific way that Is I Is this have why to our shower. kids every time I give them a bath they're like, "Uh, you have to start with our hair." Yeah, they, because like, mommy tell me starts the with their hair. Like, why why do I have to fucking start with your hair? I can start wherever I want. I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm their mom and everybody knows that mom is always the boss. I'm the opposite. I just go in, wash like all the important parts and then get out. <laughs> oh my God. I what have are the to important ask you parts? No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? I want to know. <laughs> before we know what the important parts are, I have to ask this then. There was recently something on the radio. And when I say recent, within the last couple of years, where there's a whole bunch of people that say they don't actually soap their, like, their lower legs and That's their gross. feet because they say all the soap and the water is running off of them. Are you those people? No, I, I, I feel won't bad like, saying go gross on my legs oh. and my feet, especially like be being like in massage you know that other people are gonna like massage you and stuff so like i will get like a lot of areas obviously but like you know you know you just got to hit the all the important parts if you're in the in a, in a rush and then you just now you can answer mark's question what are the important what are the parts? important parts um <laughs> face the rush parts face under the armpits yeah. uh crotch area feet uh butt yeah glutes the important parts i get it <laughs> that makes sense you're clean <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys have listened to the unprofessional hour so you kind of have an understanding of what it's about this is going to be different though because you're you're not massage therapist yet, but you've worked in student clinic. And I feel like there's a lot of funny stories I can recall about school. So I'm sure you guys have a lot that you could talk about. So why don't we jump right into it? So wait, did you guys, do you guys all know each other before school? No. You guys all met in school? All yes, met in school. All right. So give us the background as to what made you decide massage wait, therapy. pause for people listening. Uh, if you hear Mark oh, yeah, saying you all, there are two people with headsets on, but there is a third uh, voyeur in the corner who's just hanging out <laughs> watching us. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Rico Suave's girlfriend who also <laughs> drove them here because they came from a little bit far away. Yeah. So thank you, driver. <laughs> All right. Now you can give the backstory. How you guys met? Um, well, I decided to go into massage therapy. Uh, graduated high school uh, like in 2007, so many, many years ago, and just started working after that. What were you doing? I Well, my um, I wanted to get into police foundations. I mm -hmm. uh, was accepted um, at Niagara for that. And then my dad had passed away. And decided to work um, after that. So worked at a pizza pizza place for a long time. Um, and then had construction jobs, roofing, uh, glass company. Mm. Um, but always the pizza place. Um, just because it was like consistent um, money. And just Are we was, talking like a gourmet pizza place? Are we talking like, like a, a pizza pizza? Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Were, you, were you like driving or were you making pizzas? Just uh, in the back working, making pizzas gotcha, and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, massage therapy was kind of always in the back of my mind. Uh, I used to like give massages to like classmates like during like breaks and stuff. And they're always like, oh, you're really good at this. You could do this for a job. And I was like, you didn't massage as a job and kind of looked into it and it was really interesting always in the back of my mind decided that I was unhappy in like my job was was jobs but not professions um, or careers and uh, yeah so decided that I needed to do it and went into it and my biggest regret is not going to school for massage therapy sooner all right what about you oh gosh I feel like one I just feel like so young like uh, I believe one of the people you had on the unprofessional or Vinny like he called himself like a baby massage therapy if he's a baby I'm a fetus because literally <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like 21 so like I went into college uh fresh out of high school mind you I did a victory lap um I 
actually I think I feel like most people I found massage therapy by accident because like my mind definitely changed a lot of times while I was in high school I definitely wanted to go into healthcare, but I didn't know what like at one point it was like I wanted to go into dentistry but I did the take your kid to work day thing and I'm like this is awful I can't do this <laughs> and then I looked into kin and I'm just not a math person so forget trying to take calculus and functions so I looked into uh, going into athletic therapy um, but unfortunately the program that I was looking into I believe they only accept 90 students Super competitive. Yeah, and it's the Where only... Were you looking for that? Sheridan? Yeah, Sheridan College. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a good student. I, You know, I think if I can work really hard, I can get into it. And like, especially after I did um, a co-op at an amazing physiotherapy clinic in high school, I was just like set on it. I was determined. Um, I got waitlisted. And unfortunately, um, like I was in the guidance office and I was kind of unsure of like what was going to happen to me in September. So my guidance counselor was like, you know, should you not get into Sheridan? You have to think of other things that you would possibly want to do. And uh, massage therapy came up and it came up for a program in my hometown. And at the time I was thinking like, you know what? I can't really see myself doing this. You know, like Sheridan was my number one thing to do. And um, then a lot of people started to bring up massage therapy in my life. Like my best friend actually got accepted into the massage therapy program. And she said like, hey, you might as well go to the open house that we're going to have soon. You should check it out. And again, still like no Sheridan. And like I worked really hard that semester to try to get in only to like here last minute because I was up for uh, the last minute spots that they give in the summertime to Labor Day weekend to tell that I didn't move on the waitlist spot. And apparently the people that I was up against, the race was really close that I wasn't even by a full percent. So I was just heartbroken. I got the call and the email at work. So I was just really crushed. And I was like, I felt like such an idiot thinking like, I could get in that like maybe the universe would make an exception for me as corny as it sounds. And then going back into my victory lab, going back to high school, I felt like just kind of like a failure because everyone assumed that, oh, you're going back to high school. Did you fail something? And like, I still didn't know like what exactly I wanted to do. And then I was like, you know what? I'll give massage therapy a try. And my friend really pushed me to go to the open house. And then since I met with the students in the program, they really sold me. I applied at Christmas break, New Year's came in, and I haven't looked back since since I got accepted. Right on. All right. So you loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like, massage therapy all the way for me. I definitely had a preconceived notion about what massage therapy really involved. Because I was like, oh, touching half-naked people. Like, do I want to do this all day? Sometimes fully naked. Yeah, even that. Very often fully naked. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then I didn't even realize until I was in the program, like, wow, there's so many amazing things that I can do. Like, I didn't know that I could treat like patients with mastectomies from breast cancer or help them with frozen shoulder. I didn't know I can do intraoral work or treat mothers with postpartum depression or treat babies. So I think it's just more so that massage therapy gets a bad rap. Like, you know, the the rub and tugs and like people really putting a sexual gaze over it. And I mm -hmm. definitely feel like being in the program really opened my eyes to what I could actually do. For sure. I think she's like the smartest person in our program. Stop. <laughs> You're making her blush. The little fetus on the couch. <laughs> I'm happy that I ran into her because she's uh, definitely helped me a lot along the way. 100%. Aww. Awesome. So where do we start with this? I feel like that was like so serious. We had these two like heart-filled <laughs> descriptions. Are you, are you, are you a massage therapist too or no? She works in a theater. I found that out before we oh, started recording. Cool. Yeah, she got a cool job. What's the job? I want to know. I don't know, but she works in a theater. It's a cool job. <laughs> <laughs> 
database coordinator. Right on. That's cool. I don't know where you want to start. All right. Well, I guess we start. Let's start as the uh, awkward first time that you guys actually had to partner up and do hands-on work. (laughs) Um, I feel like I was pretty comfortable with it because um, I'm I'm a little bit older compared to the rest of the students. Um, And um, I just ask you how old you are. Thirty-two. God damn it, we're still older than him. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) So I went in. I went in at thirty. Graduated at thirty-two. There was one other thirty-year-old in our intake and then everybody else was either like fresh out of high school or in their early 20s um and i yeah i just felt like i was a little bit more i wouldn't say mature but like maybe a little bit more comfortable with like my body so like i wasn't really i didn't didn't really feel awkward about it but mm-hmm. i could see that sometimes other people were mm-hmm. um which is okay and that's to be expected um but what did surprise me was how soon we were like getting undressed and like giving each other massages like whoa right now like day two yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like okay <laughs> but um other than that like moment it was fine for me personally i remember it was like after our day one orientation it was like our first lab and um, in semester one, I think it's really drilled into you about how strict you have to like make the drapes like super clean, can't mm-hmm. expose anyone. So literally, I haven't even talked to anyone in this class. And our teacher's like, okay, partner up in threes. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yep, you guys are going to change in front of each other and you're going to drape your legs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I did not shave my legs for this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because now when I look back, I was like, wow, my biggest concern when I first started this program was like draping. And then like now getting to like semester six it's like being able to do a whole orthopedic assessment like it's just a such it's like such a 360 mm, but i remember like, like every female client i've ever had like oh sorry i didn't shave my legs i'm like man i don't shave from like october to april like <laughs> oh, i don't gosh. care that you have hairy Lucky legs i'm not yeah. looking at it sorry mark <laughs> oh it's all good but like you don't understand like okay i'm portuguese so like women grow hair like really fast like you know if you shave in the morning by lunch it grows back and yeah, like, like even, five o'clock shadow <laughs> literally like even in like my group of friends like they always make fun of me because most of them are blonde just like they would show me like their legs like you see this i haven't shaved in two months and i'm just like i hate you right now i wish i could oh, be you, you hate me then i'm kind of one of those assholes i don't have a lot uh, of hair Sorry. Oh, dang. <laughs> I'm Asian, so I got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. Actually, Mark has less hair than I do. That's true. <laughs> uh, what, was the, what was it like getting the first time getting your gluteals draped? Oh. Um, was that a shock? Yes. I was actually the, the body for that. So we were like kind of, uh, so it was the day that we were spo- we we're going to learn gluteal draping. And uh, we're all kind of like sitting there. And then the TA, like the teacher assistant person was like, hi, do you want to be the body for this? Um, Rico, do you want to be the body for this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, so I had my glute draped for the first time in front of the class and, um, it was okay. It was fine. Um, he didn't really like do a massage. I was hoping to like actually get a glute massage at that moment because like I've never had one and it would have been cool, but it was just the draping. Um, it felt fine. It felt like a lot more exposed than I expected it to, but, um, yeah, it was fine. It was a good experience because like, you know, if you feel what it feels like then you know when you're actually doing it then it kind of gives you a different level of thinking when you're actually doing it like a some more confidence when you're doing it for the first time so yeah i think i was fortunate to be the body for that for the first yeah, time for sure i would always jump up and volunteer to be the body even if it was stuff that i knew i didn't want like stuff that was painful i would always jump up because i wanted to see what it felt like mm. but my instructor had like baseball mitt hands like they were enormous he's a big dude and he's like anyone want to be the body to he was going to do a demo for um subscap treatment like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah me 
holy shit, I regretted that. These giant fingers like digging into, oh, it was awful. Awful. I'll never forget that. Yeah, our one uh, uh, professor, um, it was like a palpations class, and um, we were learning to palpate sub subscap, and yeah, nobody wanted to be the body when um, when he was uh, palpating, because it was always so like hard and so deep, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, mm. it can get pretty aggressive. Mm. Well, especially a therapist who's been doing it for so long, they're not shy, you know? No, they're they not, just jump right in. They just jump right in. Oh, yeah, like, um, going back to like the glutes thing, see, like, I was mortified. Like, I'm definitely... <laughs> Like, it's actually sad. Even before going to this program, I had never gotten a professional massage. Neither and I just, I like, felt same, same. so naked all the time. Like, when we were in lab, I just, like, even, like, with the sheets, I was like, oh, my God, they, they're probably, like, see-through. And, like, they could see, like, shadows and stuff. And I just felt so weird. And even, like, when we were doing the glute drape, literally the first thing that came to my mind when my partner was draping me, I said, like, I feel like I'm mooning the ceiling, honestly. Because <laughs> it was, like, so low, especially when you're doing, like, the demi-drape where it's, like, just basically a giant diaper like i felt like oh my gosh if this thing falls apart like i'm screwed did you get over that did you eventually just get to a point where you guys were like ripping off your clothes in front of each other because nobody cared anymore yeah definitely because like i feel like within the first few weeks like a lot of people are kind of like seeing if massage therapy is for them mm -hmm. and like by the time a few weeks pass by, you know, some people have dropped out or like the class becomes smaller. You can kind of like find your friends and like uh, really start to trust people. So like the group of friends that I did labs with um, around where I sat were just very supportive and honestly some of the best people I've ever met. So thankfully I like have some friends to take my mind off of it. So we'd always like joke around and um, also because I have sensitive skin, they'd always draw stuff on me. So like I have dermatological uticaria. So like basically if you draw on my skin like just a scratch it comes up like in hives and you can like literally just like write whatever and it just comes up immediately very red oh you would be fun to massage i know <laughs> literally <laughs> like some of my teachers were like are you allergic to something like they would be like really concerned and even when it first happened like even putting books on like my arm and stuff you could see like the marks from the pages right away so i remember like one time i think we were doing like a scoliosis lab and i was face down and my friends like drew a giant dick on my back like just like scratched it <laughs> <laughs> like with balls and everything <laughs> Yeah. Circumcised or not? Just out of curiosity. I, really? I don't know. I would I would have to ask them. But like, just one of my friends. It's important stuff to know. One of my friends, especially, she just loves to troll Draw me dicks. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I could expose her right now, but you know what? I'm not going to. But anyway, she has like this weird obsession for like dicks. Like she had like this thing like called super bad. <laughs> like, super I'm bad. Just watching that the other but day, but it's too. like she gave me like a dick jar for my birthday, where it was like basically a bunch of like paper dicks in a jar oh, no, see it is know. like super bad yeah. this giant jar full of dicks i'm just assuming it's giant you're gonna I tell don't know, me who all... it is after. wait what you're gonna tell me who it is after oh i think you already know I, I, well i know that they're they're talking cryptically with their eyes right now for anyone who can't see <laughs> right. yeah but it's like think about who trolls me the most out of like the three h yeah yes Yes. Well, H, if you're listening, we all know now that you like to draw dicks and put them in a jar. <laughs> she also drew one on my arm in my palpations lab, and I think my teacher saw. And like, I feel like they're always judging me now. So like, every time, like, funny. I was in palpations, I would try to wear like sweaters, and I always had it around me because I was like, "Watch, she's probably gonna draw something on my arms or my back, and I'm not gonna know, and everyone's gonna see like a dick or something weird on my body." <laughs> I feel like Mark has always just had the personality of like not not really giving a shit, right? So 
I obviously in massage school, you do get to that point where you're very comfortable with each other and you don't even really notice when you're walking around with like your pants unbuttoned or your shirts half off because you're always like getting undressed in front of each other. But that carried over into his adult life. I sometimes have to remind him like there's people around and um, I can see your ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to remind you a lot when you're naked. It's weird <laughs> that I have to remind you. <laughs> He's the guy that would answer the door to like a pizza delivery guy wearing nothing. Like, Mark, close. Close, please. I aspire for that confidence. <laughs> massage massage school will give it to you if you... For sure. Yeah. Definitely Age, though, too. Like too. like Rico said, like, I think there was a point in my life where I might have been self-conscious about things that now I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm a 35-year-old mom of two. You don't like what you see? Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, other than like the the whole nudity thing, was there any, like, did you guys have anybody in your class who was just absolutely fucking crazy? There's always one in every class. You don't have to identify the person. Or you but, can. Or you can. I I'm mean, kidding, do what I'm you kidding, want. There's no rules. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I just got like triggered for a second. I forgot this person existed un- until you literally told me. So we had this one student who who had failed multiple classes and was behind like the semester that she was with. Um, And she took some classes uh, with our semester, but this girl, like I, I want to call her like a human Barbie doll. Cause that's what she looked like. Like the super blonde hair, just very like hot pink, everything. And literally I was surprised to like know how she even got like accepted. Cause even like some of the stuff that she would like say it's just like it just kind of boggled my mind I remember in like on our palpations class like she was just kind of like staring off into the wall and she was trying to ask like some of our uh classmates questions about like what we were talking about like she was just on her phone not paying attention I remember she came to uh the table that we were at because we were practicing uh palpations kind of doing fake OPs and she's like does someone know like what the nerve innervation for like scaphoid is and I'm just like I'm now I kind of know why like you haven't graduated (laughs) with your class the fact that you think like a bone has a nerve and then even then like this is like a student like we heard stories about like outside of school and then she kind of just like disappeared off the face of the planet like we never saw her again I kind of heard that she was like someone saw an ad uh, on like Kijiji or something uh, offering like special massage in, in quotation marks. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, it was so this, maybe Mark met person. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Is that because the rub and tug thing? Is that why you're saying that? I hope that's why I'm saying okay, that. Just make sure. Just make sure. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah this, uh, this student um, was a student that seemed like didn't care, didn't try, didn't really know much, um, like even basic things. Like someone was telling me that they were kind of talking um, about like studying or whatever, like things that they were studying. And then they were talking about the difference between like medial or lateral, right? And mm-hmm. then this this uh, person was like, that that's, that's medial, like medial towards the middle. And, um, she's like, no, um, that, that's like, she, like, she didn't know what medial versus lat- lateral meant. And meanwhile, she's like, you know, probably like semester, like four or five See, or whatever I told it was. And you. it's like, that's like day one stuff and you still don't know it. And you're like this far into the program. Do you remember when we were talking to Omar and I told you as an admissions person, we were talking about the fact that people slip through the cracks. If you want to get into a program mm-hmm. so badly, you can convince the admissions office at the school that you can do it. Like we would accept people in that seemed like they were going to be amazing. And then they would turn out to be the person asking what the nerve innervation for scaphoid is. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, okay, you wait, 
can't wait, wait, always wait. help. Did you guys go to a private career college or, or a community college? A community college. So what? tell me what the admissions process is like at a community college. Because I have no idea. I know what it's like for a private college. I've worked eight years at a private college. What, what's the admissions process at a community um, college? Because this might answer your question. I, I applied and uh, my I needed... Uh, so you needed science like a grade 11 science or something i can't remember don't quote me on this chemistry Um, at least college yeah something like that um so it's just academic it's like high school academics is all you need yeah basically and then i think for the program at our school i think the total average had to be at least 75 uh just total gpa and then you had to take like one math which was data you had to take biology um i actually had to upgrade my my math mark i had to like so it has nothing to do with like an interview and everything else. Well, but else. there's also, even at community colleges, though, they accept mature students. Yes, And a mature student doesn't have to show the high school academics. They probably have to take some sort of equivalency test Okay, but I'm talking something. about Blonde Barbie who went oh. to who went to high school, had the grades, she applied, and because she has the grades and she can pay the school, she's in. Right. Oh, well, this is my, that was my point, though, in the thing. Whether it's to do with an interview or to do with grades, people are going to slip through the cracks. There's always going to be that one student that you're like, how the f- fuck did you get here mm. you have no idea what you're talking about yeah. oh gosh um so this was one thing i was just asking him just to see if like if it's okay i could talk about because when you said talk about crazy person i was hesitant to really t- say the true story because there was this whole story about barbie that she made a move on one of our professors in our palpations class so when she came to class with like her hot pink outfits it'd be like crop tops and like skimpy tights that were like kind of see-through you could see what underwear she was wearing and then anytime we would uh come to like the main table where we're looking to see how we would do palpations she would like lean forward and like push her like boobs together and she'd be like oh is like this rice this how you palpate this and then that's like, how she got in <laughs> like literally she talks like this all the time in like a form of a question i was like, i was um I was, she was in my question clinic. mark she was in my clinic and uh if you don't have clients then you like partner up right so like uh i was partnered up with her and i was giving her a massage and uh she said that like her her glutes hurt so i'm like okay so i'm gonna give you a glute massage and go through like the special consent form this and that and i'm giving her a glute massage and she's like can you go a little bit higher I'm like sure can you can you go a little bit more to the middle sure like doing my thing this might seem weird but can you just go a little bit higher even and i'm like uh sure (laughs) so i don't know i i kind of got a a weird vibe from all that didn't she make like sex noises like when like i think get used to it i don't know if it was like (laughs) i don't know if it was you or someone else but i remember i was like student clinic i think this was like back in like semester four when we still had it together and i remember just hearing like moaning on the other side of the curtains because like our student clinic like it's we're not having any rooms to treat anyone it's basically just like curtain divide yeah that's how ours were just curtain yeah so i was in like the cubicle next to her and i just hear like this weird moaning and i was just like oh my god it I hope this isn't who I think it is. And then just as like the student was passing by just from like their uh, holster, just kind of getting stuck in the curtain, I see like a blonde ponytail. I'm like, oh God. And of course it's like with a guy student because she would not only hit on like some of the teachers and there was like particular ones to see if she can get leeway with grades. And it was like quite obvious, but like she would always do that with like other male students. Like I know 
for a fact like she made someone in my uh lab very uncomfortable and this guy literally like told us like i never wanted to be partnered with her again because she would like stroke his arm and like when we were doing like manual muscle tests i remember for like glutes and stuff like that she would just try to like touch him and it was just she just didn't understand boundaries. So did she, she didn't finish the program then? No. No, she disappeared off the face, of, like literally off the face of the planet. And actually I had found out that she was in a nursing program prior to this and she didn't finish, but she kept saying that she was a nurse and that she finished the program, but she actually never did. Well, if you're listening, Barbie, I want to know what you're doing now. <laughs> Let's look at Kijiji. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Cause like literally you can't find her like anywhere on like social media or anything. Cause she used to have like a Facebook, but like, mind you, it's exactly what you would think. Like, I feel more bad for her. Cause like, you know, there's so much time and effort and energy that goes. Into, oh, I don't like, feel bad for her. She made like one of my friends, like she was partnered with her for like a project and literally made her do the whole thing yeah, and just pretended that, yeah. to be like stupid and say like, Oh, we had like a project. Oh, I had to hand this into you. And then like, I was just on the receiving end, just seeing like the messages coming back. And like, literally she was just like leeching onto her just so she can get the grade to pass the class. I don't miss school, man, hearing this shit. Yeah, we just talked about this. Like you, I don't fucking I, miss we would hate doing like group projects and stuff because there is always that one person that doesn't fucking know anything, doesn't do anything. And then you get stuck doing everything. Yeah, group projects are terrible. Everybody lives so far away from everybody else like i'm living in niagara and then everybody else is living like in like hamilton area and you know everybody's different like jobs different hours of availability it's so hard so tell me about your uh the worst teacher that you've had there worst teacher yeah um, everyone's got one. mel wanted to say something i watched her <laughs> so face. this one teacher that everybody um dislikes um i personally don't dislike her i just think that her teaching style is a lot less passionate when it comes to other teachers, it's more just like verbatim reading off slides, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and um, versus like other teachers, although they will go through like the slides and like lectures, but they'll really delve into the information giving like personal clinical experience and stuff like that and like little pearls of wisdom all the time. But this teacher was kind of just like reading slides, reading slides, reading slides, and it was kind of boring. So I wouldn't say that I didn't like her, but definitely my worst, like my least favorite. Um, mm -hmm. just because it was boring boring lectures and stuff like I wouldn't say I had like a worse teacher because like I was very much like a goody two-shoes in school like just like do my work ask questions an alarming amount to be honest um, I would have never guessed like I kid you not I actually have like my palpation notes in my bag because I was studying at work before coming here so like yeah like I just have them like all the time just as comfort um, but anyways there's, like, <laughs> <laughs> security blanket palpation notes whatever yeah. You know, same thing. Yeah, even my cue cards. Um, but anyways, that's another story. Uh, going back to the teacher thing, there are two teachers that come to mind. Not necessarily that I disliked them, but there's two that like definitely students have had a lot of negative experiences with them. Like I personally, like I got along with them, but there was just like certain classes, like they were not meant to teach them. I think that happens everywhere for sure. So this this teacher that uh, I was talking about, um, we had like a school trip that was worth like five percent of our final grade or something and i show up to every class and i you know contribute all the time and going to school my car broke down and um i sent her an email saying you know my car broke down i can send you receipts showing that i fixed it what time it was what day it is is there any way that i can like you know write an assignment or something to make up for the five percent 
Uh, teacher says, nope, if you weren't there, then you can't get the marks for it. And I said, well, like I, it's not my fault. My car broke down. I can literally prove it mm-hmm. to you. You know, let me do an assignment, write an essay or something and just, nope, can't do it. And it's like, I understand if it's like someone who skips all the time or something, but I'm oh, yeah. honestly mm-hmm. trying and still can't do anything for me. And it's just all, all those little things. Teachers. What was the end result of that? Um, I ended up uh, getting like a percent back or something. What was the trip? Um, it was, it was like a hydrotherapy. It was, the class was hydrotherapy and um, it was some spa that they were going to and they were doing different um things like just seeing what different uh it was like a a wrap and um um, oh we didn't get to the wrap but we did like a lot of stuff i don't even like i remember it was like some i wasn't there so i don't quite remember and they didn't even do everything and you lost the percentages literally like the trip was mostly i think it was a like a bohemian spa or something like that yeah something like that um but anyways there was like multiple like pools that you can go to like Mm -hmm. hot and cold to do contrast they had uh different saunas um they also had I don't even know what it's called, but basically you're in like a hot room and like there is just someone like hitting you with like oak leaves or whatever, like along your body. And there was like all these other like different hydrotherapy like techniques, I think like from Europe and stuff that Mm -hmm. they did. But like it was weird because I was very shocked that he like was having a hard time to get them like the marks for this because one, the trip was during a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. So like we're traveling from Hamilton to Mississauga to go to this place. And like a lot of the students ended up showing late. So it was just kind of annoying that like, in like the form for the field trip it's like you know if you're late we're closing the doors you can't go there goes your five percent even though like in a snowstorm yeah literally and then like everyone else was starting to show late and like poor rico sorry i almost like exposed you right now (laughs) i had to stop myself for a second like literally poor guy like gets his car stuck in the snowstorm and it's like broken like what like what can you do it's not like he's deliberately skipping i thought it was just ridiculous even for just five percent it's not worth it i never understand i don't understand like unreasonable people even when it comes to for example when i'm treating i obviously have a cancellation policy if you don't give 24 hours you have to pay for your appointment i'm not unreasonable though if somebody wakes up and they're like disgusting and sick i'm like i don't want you breathing on me stay home i'm not gonna charge you don't don't pass your sick to me yeah. people are weird yeah i saw i spoke about that on one of the other podcasts how something like that happened to me at school yeah it really fucking pissed me off like i'm I, I did really well at school. I'm an, uh, despite the way I sound on the podcast, I'm an academic kind of guy, right? Like my average was like- Despite the way I sound on it's the true. podcast. My average is like 96. Like, and I would go in and write tests like this. It was always a game for me. Like how fast can I finish this exam that everyone's got two hours to write? And I would always try to beat my time. Like, can I get out of here in 17 minutes? Can I get out of here in 15 minutes? And I totally slept in one day. Like I'd never miss class. You know, sometimes I did show up drunk a couple of times, but for the most part- I. <laughs> never i i'm not a kind of guy that misses class and i slept in for this exam and i arrived there like 20 minutes late and they wouldn't let me write the exam they're like you can't come in you're late i'm like why they're like well you know you can't you're late i'm like but has anyone left yet they're like no and i said well then i don't see how this is a problem so i had to fight for them forever to let me write the test i'm like let me do the test and i I guarantee you i'll even finish this before anyone even walks out of the room so they put they took me into like one of the admissions offices i do the test I do it in 20 minutes. No one came out of the room yet. So I'm like, see, this shouldn't be a problem. And then when they posted the grades, my grade wasn't there. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? They're like, we're not going to mark it. And then I had to petition for them to mark it. Crazy. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. What did you end up getting on that test? I can't remember, but it was probably my usual mid-90s type of thing. Yeah. 
You're Absolutely. a smart cookie. Just piss me off, though. I'm like, you fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. I for don't what? For what? People who power yeah. trip like that. There's mm-hmm. literally no reason for it. Like, it's it's. What's the purpose? Why ruin somebody's day for what? And like he said, if it's somebody who is that type of person that sleeps in all the time or that skips school all the time or that isn't a good student, okay, maybe they deserve to be punished. Somebody who's always there has a legitimate excuse for not being there. You're going to punish them by taking 5%. And it's a fucking hydrotherapy thing that you're probably never going to do unless you work in one of those fucking spas anyway. It's like a specialty type of thing that they're doing in that school, you know, for that hydrotherapy class. It it, it doesn't really have much of a bearing on anything that's going to happen in your future. That's the stuff that you're not going to see at a licensing exam anyway. Like, just just cut the guy a fucking break. Yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or at least give you the opportunity to say, like, hey, go go by yourself on another day. Pay because you guys you guys have to pay to, to do Yeah, that? we had to pay to go. So perfect. Go. We you lost your 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 fee that you paid to the school to for them to to go with the school. You go by yourself and then do exactly everything that the school would have done and write whatever assignments. Like mm-hmm. that could have been a, a, a simple solution to it all. Yeah. Exactly. Like, fuck you, teachers. And it's just like that one too, because like we've gone on like a few trips already and there was even one we did the cadaver lab and we did it through McMaster University mm-hmm. and our teacher gave us the option to either go to the cadaver lab or you can do a separate assignment where you would just do basically like an anatomy assignment listing different like muscles and like yeah. bones that you would have seen in the lab so at least like that's nice because like everyone has their own lives outside of school like they may not be able to make it or hey maybe if they were in another program they may have already done the trip so at least like some teachers are flexible well, but especially with that because if yeah. you guys had to pay extra for that I mean not every student would be able to afford to do oh, yeah. something so then what's the solution there like if you can't afford to do it then that shouldn't be part of your mark yeah totally I was in a class in university and I had to do a project it was a class about the history of the Olympics and I had to do a project. I was our no final offense, project. No sounds boring. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Eh, an elective course. Freak I actually, everything. I didn't mind it. Um, but anyway, uh, the project that I had to do was a group project and there were four of us and our project was about... Um, I think we were doing Paralympics. I can't remember. But either way, everybody was going and spending like hundreds of dollars to get these big, beautiful, like shiny boards made, like very professional. We literally had like Bristol boards and we typed everything ourselves. We printed everything ourselves. And one of the university to go to, that sounds like kindergarten. (laughs) Oh yeah, we we did it so ghetto. But one of the instructors or like the professor of the course actually said to us like, you know, everybody else is doing these professional boards and whatever. And I said, I'm poor. Like I am here on student loans. I have a job on campus. I'm poor. Like I'm not spending my money to make this big beautiful project. If content is what you have what you are grading, I have the content. If I lose marks because I didn't pay $300 to make my board, that's a problem. Like, mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. I don't want to spend my money on a project. Yeah. <laughs> Spill the tea. That's brutal. So expensive. OSAP, not enough money and yeah, it's tough. Yeah. School. Even like during the strike as well. I cuz like when we were in school, right. we yeah. were hit with a strike like and At this was in our beginning. yeah, our first semester. I'm like, I don't remember reading this in the student handbook, like shade, but like it's true cuz like 
it's just it's unfortunate for the students. I even think of like the international students who don't even know what's going to happen, don't know how long the strike's going to be. And I remember we had to still do midterms during the time we had the strike. And we we're yeah. trying to do them because we had to go to the college to do them because they were going to be online. And we had to do them in a certain part of the library. And like there's teachers at the picket fence like blocking people's cars from going yeah. in. It's just like, I'm just trying to do my midterm, okay? Like, <laughs> let me be a student. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I was actually kind of uh, happy that that mid uh, that uh, strike happened um, because I went into school not knowing anything about anything, didn't really know much science, didn't know anything about the body, zero knowledge going into it, and I really started to like fall behind, um, like through school, like it was very overwhelming, and uh, I ended up hearing about the strike. I'm like, please happen, please happen, <laughs> <laughs> so I can like kind of catch up and study. And then it happened, and it was the greatest thing, and it actually gave me time to like you know sit with the information a little bit more and. It was fortunate for me. <laughs> At least it didn't happen in our six because like if it went any longer, we wouldn't know if we would be like graduating or on time or how our OSCEs would work yeah. by the mm-hmm. end of it. So I'm at for least sure. happy it happened in the beginning and the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about student clinic. Student sure. clinic was yeah. it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. Are you sure? You don't seem very excited. Yeah, about you're it. not convinced me. <laughs> well the, the Maybe you need to drink more beer. The yeah. the very first uh time like the very first shift it was pretty nerve-wracking yeah because it's like oh i'm gonna massage like someone other than people in my class for the very first time and it was pretty nerve-wracking were you sweating um i can't remember i remember being very nervous so it's quite possible but um yeah we were pretty pretty slow for like the first couple weeks so we just ended up partnering up with people in our clinic and in our like uh intake anyways so that was pretty nice but it was i think i was building it up in my mind a lot more than reality was i had a student in student clinic actually sweat on me i think i did that in student clinic you sweat on somebody sorry sir (laughs) (laughs) there was a guy he was i think i was already a massage student but i hadn't started clinic yet and i if i had time i would go to the student clinic um as a student and get treatments from the students that were already doing their clinic and uh this guy was i mean I guess it was a hot day. I don't know. But he was dripping sweat. I don't know if it was nerves or what. But at some point during the massage, I felt something drip like right over my C7. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't oil. He definitely just dripped sweat on me from his face. I don't know. I assume so. What else would it be? (laughs) It was pretty gross. We had this. Hopefully uh, he uh, showered the good parts. (laughs) (laughs) The important parts. (laughs) We had this uh, one person that would come in. Um, So we have... Uh, some shifts on certain days in the morning and then some shifts on certain days at night. Um, so like 5 p.m. to like 8 p.m. or whatever. And then this one regular client that would come in, they'd come in during the day, they'd come in during the night, sometimes multiple um, massages in a shift. And so her file was like thick. It was very <laughs> thick. A client that nobody really wanted because she was very difficult. What, what made her difficult? Um, she would complain constantly. So like, for example, if you're doing an assessment at the beginning, she's always like, oh, I, don't, I don't see the point of this. This is pointless. Um, or if you're like massaging her back, she's like, no, do this. Do this over here. No, no, do this part over here. Oh, do that fuck. part over there. Why do you keep coming back, lady? Yeah, yeah. Like go to like another massage therapist or go to another school or go somewhere else, right? Did your supervisor ever step in when this stuff like that happens? Oftentimes they did step in and kind of guide the student or kind of, like assure the person on the table like you know like 
they're, they're doing what they can. You know, mm. this is a student. There was a little bit of a language barrier there. One time I had her and um, go through the motions of like, you know, pre-interview type thing. And uh, I said, okay, so you can get undressed your comfort level and I'm going to have you face down on the table first. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. So I leave to wash my hands and I come back and I know she takes a really long time all the time. So I'm kind of standing there, maybe two minutes past. And I'm like, okay, are you okay? B, we'll call her B. B, are you okay? And she says, yes, yes, I'm okay, I'm okay. So I come in and she's sitting there topless on the table. And as I walk in, she's like, oh, oh, covering herself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll step out. Just let me know when you're done, okay? And she's like, okay. And it's like, you've been here a million times. You know how it goes. Like, she just wanted to flash you her That's That's what I felt goods. like, right? Like, what are you, why are you doing that? She was initiating you because now that you're going to be working in the field, be prepared to see a lot of boobs that you didn't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, are, are you okay? And she's like, yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I had a, another female student that was like kind of sitting there and she went in to like check for me. And she's oh, like, yeah, smart. she's okay. She's okay. Okay. <laughs> Even there would be times because like when you saw this client's name, like on the computer, like this would be the person that you were treating because we use like some kind of like Excel spreadsheet and then we would all look at it on the um, on the smart board and then we turn it off after. Um, once everyone got their files and everything, when you saw this person's name beside yours, you're like, oh shit. Because also <laughs> like at the same time, this person doesn't understand like, you know, deep does not necessarily mean better. And like this person's mostly like skin and bones. So like you would be massaging her and you'd be using like knuckles forearms and she's like, you need to put more pressure. And like, she'd be like wincing and you'd be like, oh, like, are you, like, are you okay? Um, and she'd be like, no, it's fine. It feels good. But like, it looked like she was in pain. So like, I don't know if it's like a kink thing or if it's just <laughs> like, she doesn't understand the difference between like deep pressure and like, you know, what's actually like tolerable. And like, she would get like double treated. So like if she was in, if you uh, treated in the first shift, she'd be given to another student. And I'm just like, I wouldn't be able to take that much deep pressure for two hours straight. I feel like I just get squished. Mm, that's that was some interesting characters that came in there sometimes. Well, that's what happens when people are paying 20 to $30 for a treatment, right? You get some of the weirdest people. I, I had a lot of very strange people in student clinic. Uh, when I was a clinic supervisor, there was a guy that used to come in. And when I was actually a student in the clinic, he was my client. So by the time I'm a supervisor now, one of my aunts, actually my godmother, was coming as a client and seeing one of my students. So she was in the cubicle next to the guy that used to be my client. And so she could hear him talking to the student. And he was telling the student, you know, I, yeah, I used to come here when Amanda was a student and she was my therapist and he was going on and on and on about me. So my aunt comes out and she's like, uh, I think that old guy has a crush on you, by the way. I'm like, yeah, I always thought so too. <laughs> I just avoid him a little bit. There was this one guy that would come in and he had um he would complain about every single massage he got saying that you're terrible um this oh is my the worst God. Yep. to the to the student yeah, yeah this is the worst massage that i've ever had like after the treatment i uh, after or during the treatment oh, i feel wow. like the supervisor needs to step in there yeah there, there was, was like different ones for each shift but sorry continue. yeah there was like notes in his uh file saying like you know this guy's a dick this person this person like cried and like that person cried he made a couple of people cry actually and if i was a supervisor i'd, I'd, I'd kick that him person out. yeah he like, was out. kicked out a couple times um but he's allowed back and um, for various reasons that are like, you know, over my head, obviously, and things. Um, but he actually said to this one student, like, I'm going to make sure that you're never a massage therapist. I know people at the CMTO. Oh, my God. 
what's your name? <laughs> and he said he was going to like wait in the parking lot to like get her name and make sure that she's never a massage therapist. And yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God. That one like yeah. really gets under my skin because I was there the day that that happened. And I was just thinking like, this is absolutely ridiculous. The yeah. fact that you think you can come in and just because you're a client, you can say whatever you want. Like obviously there are boundaries for us as like students and even therapists, like, you know, what you can say to a client. But even then I feel like, you know, you're getting what you pay for. You're in a student clinic. Mm -hmm. Like, even a lot of people that we were treating, they came to the student clinic because they didn't have benefits. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like, again, you get what you pay for. But for you to like start yelling and like other people in different rooms can hear you or you're making a scene in the lobby where That's like ridiculous. other patients are waiting. I'm just thinking like, this is ridiculous. I'm you don't sorry. need to be Even if yeah. you're paying me $95, you're not talking to me like that. I'd say, okay, take care. Yep. Find another therapist. I'm not rebooking that person. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really shocked that uh, your school allowed that person to come back. I'm yeah, really like, shocked at that. There was two students that I was there for that they got yelled at by this client, and I'm just there with like, I'm there with one of them in like the break room after it happened, and like she's crying, and I'm just thinking like, oh god, there's so many things I wish I could say, but obviously I'm just going to take the high road. I'm not going to be like you and put people down. But I think it's just awful, and the fact that even. In that situation, the supervisor came in and was trying to explain what the student was doing, even showing the techniques. And then they were making a big scene being like, oh, you're hurting me even more. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you guys are so unprofessional. And even just for the rest of the massage, like the student just left. And then this person just arguing with my supervisor in the, the room. And I was just kind of just taken aback because I was like, what do like, what do we all do? Like, we obviously want to comfort and like do something. But obviously, like, there's a line. Yeah, so people like up. Like, look for altercations and stuff. Wow, people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this just feels like therapy, honestly. It kind of feels good just to get it off. Cause, like, good thing you're on the couch. <laughs> yeah, literally. Because, like, you can explain this to, like, your family and friends. They're like, oh, like, you know, that, that's not a big deal. But, like, you know, when you're with, like, students and other people, like, in the field, I understand, like, what you go through on a daily basis, the clients that you see, and, like, how exhausting it can get and some of the stuff you, that you see it's like good to kind of just like let it out glad we could be that for people thank you <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger couch yeah i think we'll have to invest in one <laughs> anything like did you okay so you guys have obviously listened to the unprofessional hour before you know some of the shit that we have all been through with like crazy clients or weird requests did either of you ever personally experience like just a really weird fucking client when you were a student? Because uh, I, I feel like student clinic would have them more yeah, than Yeah, I always had weird clients else. when I was a student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't say that I've had any crazy weird experiences, but uh, someone was telling me that they had a client and um, told the person to obviously get undressed, but he would stand on the table. This person would stand <laughs> on the table to get undressed. And since it's like curtains everywhere, right? He could see like his head popping up over the table. <laughs> And he would go in and be like, no, no, get off the table, get off the table. And then the guy would get off the table and then he told him to get undressed, but like, don't stand on the table while you're doing it. So he went left to go, the therapist left to go wash his hands. And then the guy got back up on the table and he actually, <laughs> he fell off of the table. And as he was falling, he like grabbed a, a neighboring curtain 
um, and like pulled it down uh, while the person, while there was a massage going on in the other cubicle and like now all these curtains are destroyed and this person's on the ground and then the clinic supervisor was in the other room, came running in and the therapist is there washing his hands and he's just like, I'm just going to stay here. It's <laughs> <laughs> my safe spot. What the fuck? Like, so why the, are you standing on the table? Yeah, I don't like, know, man. That's weird. That's maybe, weird. maybe he doesn't want his feet touching the floor. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't my get it either. My shoes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, I was thinking about that. That was like the first actually podcast I heard from you guys. And like, I was saying that all day. Just my shoes. My shoes. <laughs> That's better than my shoes. What the fuck? I'm just going to get undressed standing on the... I was just trying to think of maybe it's the wording. You know, when you say to somebody like, okay, undress to your level of comfort, get on the table. The guy's like, okay, get on the table and get undressed. I think the weirdest thing that happened to me, I was giving this guy a massage and he was just consistently farting. <laughs> and I kind of took it as a compliment because A, he was comfortable enough to continually fart. Or he's just disgusting and farts and fart around <laughs> people all the time. It, it, wasn't, it didn't smell bad or anything. It was just like continuously like little... <laughs> I'm just like, farts okay, are fucking well. funny. I don't care. Oh, if you can't happening. laugh at a fart. Something's wrong. <laughs> True. Yeah, it was a little awkward, but I took it more as a compliment. Oh gosh, that beats my weird story. I wouldn't say I had like weird stories. I would say definitely when I first started, I got a lot of uh, like not challenging clients, but more so like when you see the health history, every single thing is checked off and you're like, <laughs> oh no, like why? Like my luck of the draw. Um, but I did have someone in student clinic who was like, oh, I really love deep pressure. And it's like, can you just like sit on me? And I'm just like, uh, no. They asked That's you to weird. sit on them. Yeah. That's okay. Weird. Because you guys can't see Mel the fetus. Um, she's a teeny tiny person, but that's still <laughs> a very weird request. <laughs> like it was like, I never saw this person after like, this was like a new client and like they were filling out the health history. So like they started a little bit late. Um, and then they were saying like, oh, I always get sports massages. I really like deep pressure. And it's like, hey, if you need to, like, I don't care, like elbows, knuckles, even sit on me. Like, you know, I would encourage you sit on me. And I'm just like, um, I don't want to. So. <laughs> no, thank no. you. But thanks for asking. That. That's so funny. <laughs> exactly. And it's like at the time, like I even just thinking logically, like if I were to put all of my body weight, it's like those, you know, teeny tiny stand up tables, not even the hydraulic ones. So I feel like those are the ones that you wouldn't even want to dare to try standing on or doing something ridiculous. One like of my that. clinic supervisors got right up on the table one time. So I was treating somebody that actually ended up being a good friend. At the time, I didn't know him very well, but I needed uh, I needed clients in student clinics. So it was a friend's boyfriend. I asked her like, hey, can you send him in? Because she had mentioned that he had... Um, he had injured, I can't remember, he had an injury in his hip or something. So anyway, I had him on the table and I called the supervisor in because this guy actually did have a real injury. So I had questions and I was asking her, you know, these are the assessments I did. Is there anything I missed? This is what my treatment plan is and whatever. And she said, okay, well, let me show you something. And she prefaced it by saying, don't ever do this. Don't do this at your OSCE, but let me show you how you can help him. All of a sudden, this girl, she had to be like- She's tiny, right? She's tiny. Yeah, like five feet little tiny woman gets up on the table straddles my client and starts like extending his hip on the table as she's on top of him and I'm like I don't think I should do that I am 5'8 and not 90 pounds like I don't think I'm gonna sit on him but thanks for showing me the technique so yeah maybe that's maybe that was what that client was used to little teeny tiny people jumping up on top of him if he had gotten Thai massage I mean when I do Thai massage for my clients now I'm somewhat on top of them that sounds weird have you ever gotten a shiatsu before i have not received one no unannounced yes oh yeah you did yeah i went for 
a massage therapy treatment and, and this you know, person was registered yeah and i'm just lying face down and next thing i know boom she's on the table and feet in my back i was like mark didn't notice the bars on the <sighs> ceiling when he walked oh, in <laughs> it's not the first thing i look at like i don't walk into a room and look up right <laughs> who looks up <laughs> exactly who the fuck looks up <laughs> yeah so and i'm on the table and then i'm like she's on the table it was great i loved i loved it but i was like i wish i wish you would have told me first that that would have been good but yeah, she's it was, walking it was really all over good. you. Yeah. She didn't get informed consent. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was okay with it though. That treatment was really good. Yeah, you were happy. Yeah, I was very. I remember happy. when he came home and told me like, yeah, she jumped up on the table and started walking on me. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you go to an RMT? But RMT trained in China, her style, and then she came here. She got her license and she just practices the way that she's always practiced. And I guess nobody complains because she's still busy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually a really good treatment. I don't know how you'd feel about getting like an Aishiatsu massage. Like, I feel like it almost because like, I can only imagine like it's a lot of pressure because it's just like you're literally like standing on top of somebody. But, it actually like, doesn't have to be a ton of pressure. Oh, no. really? Yeah, because they've got bars to support their weight and pull off as much weight as they need to or throw as much weight as they want to. Well, you had somebody on the podcast, one of the recordings I wasn't on. Doesn't, um, was it Maureen? Does she, who does Barefoot it was, Massage? Uh, it was Sarah Newberry. Sarah Newberry, yes. Yeah. Sorry, She's Sarah. From, I think Missouri or something like that. She teaches it too. As massage students, did you have friends asking you things like, oh, so like you touch feet or oh, you touch naked bodies? Like, all do your friends think oh, yeah. it's totally gross? Yeah. All the time. Why that... do you want to, why do you want to massage old hairy guys all day? Because that's what I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just the old hairy ones? <laughs> Why do you need to go to hobby. school to learn how to rub people? Like, wh- why are you going to school to learn how to rub? Oh, yeah. Or I time? love it when they say like, oh, I didn't know you had to go to school for massage therapy. Like, I didn't know you had to go to school to learn how to rub people down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and like, I'm just biting my tongue. It's like, I just want to rip you apart. Like, how dare you tear apart my passion? <laughs> yeah. That never got me mad, though. It never got me mad. It's just that's... Like you said at the beginning, like people have no idea what massage therapy is. I think people are starting to learn a little bit more. And unless you've experienced it, which all of us here who are therapists before going to school, none of us had massage therapy. I didn't. My very first experience with massage was when I met Mark, like right before starting school. I had never had a massage before. Well, I took an intro course, but it I, it wasn't for me. It was when I finished university. I talked about this before too. When I finished university, the girl I was dating at the time was supposed to go to massage school, and to go to that particular massage school in Toronto, you needed to take you know a weekend intro course, and they show you basic techniques and draping and all that kind of stuff, just to make sure this is something you want to do. And that was really my only exposure to massage therapy, and that was like I don't know, fucking five years before I ever went to school. Yeah, people. I have no idea what massage therapy is. Well, you were sitting with me, weren't you, when um, my uncle, who lives like southwestern Ontario, further southwestern Ontario, um, I told him that I had just become a massage therapist. And he said, massage? Isn't that like a sexual thing? I'm like, yes, yes drunk uncle. uncle. It is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that right now. I actually had a bunch of people telling me not to go to school for massage therapy, like saying like, That's, don't do that. You're not going to make good money. You're not going to have good job opportunity. And I'm not even registered and I'm getting job offers. There's honestly like a serious shortage of RMTs right now, I think, because every clinic owner that I know cannot find therapists. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever have a problem finding a job. There's enough clients for everyone. And although there's 15,000 RMTs in Ontario, I promise you, you will never have to fight for clients. Like if you love what you do and you can find sort of your own brand and what kind of therapist you are, you'll attract the people that that you want to work with. I mean, I've been a therapist for 
nine years almost. And I, I've never had to struggle to get clients. Like there's enough. Did you find that when you first started working, it was hard for you to find clients? Because like we were told about like the first two years being like the drought years. It really depends. I was incredibly lucky in that I applied to a whole bunch of different places and I went on a bunch of different interviews and I was offered multiple jobs. But I was looking for something very specific. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the type of person, like Mark always calls me a hippie, but I really trust my gut and I go off of the energy, like how I feel in a certain place. So I went to one interview and it was a very brand new clinic, beautiful place. And it was going to be a multidisciplinary setup. So there was, there was even medical doctors that were going to be working there, but it was brand new. And although I could have started there and helped them build up and it might have been amazing and successful and whatever... I just didn't get the feeling that that was the right spot for me. I ended up going for an interview at a clinic that had existed for, I don't know, maybe 15 years at the time, maybe more. And there was only one RMT. It was a small family wellness practice with, I think, uh, at the time, two chiropractors, one naturopathic doctor, and one RMT. Very small. And I walked in and immediately I was like, yes, I like this place. I like the feel of it. There was nothing spectacular about it in the sense that it was an old building. The massage room was a, a teeny tiny, it, it was shit. The massage room was like a tiny 10 by 10 dump. room. My rent was through the roof, but I just got this feeling. Stupid. I'm like, I want to be here. It was stupid, yet I made a fucking killing because I. I, I don't know. I just had this feeling. This is where I want to be. And the therapist that was there was moving out of the country. So I just saw there's an entire busy practice here. I looked at this girl's appointment book. She was seeing a minimum of 26 people a week. And it was just her. Like, she's just leaving this with me. So I ended up uh, working there for five years and I was busy as hell to the point where I had to start actually cutting back my hours and saying no because I was killing myself. I was working You can so be much. super busy as a massage therapist. To be honest with you, I find that most massage therapists are, are kind of fucking lazy. Mm. Sorry, there's a podcast for massage therapists, but I'm not, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Most of them are fucking lazy. I don't want to work more than 20 hours a week. I'm like, what fucking, that's that's part-time work. Like, that's not a real job working fucking sure. 20 hours well, a no, week. Well, no, it's I, that's not and even it's the not that's so overly lazy. fucking physical. Everyone's like, oh, it's such a physical job. I'm like, no, man. People that do fucking construction, that's yeah, a physical was, job. Yeah, people that do contracting, that's a fucking physical job. It's, but it's, You're it's, walking it's, around a 10 by 10 fucking room. Yeah, but it that's ain't that a physical. very subjective and personal thing. There's going to be people who physically can handle more than others. Like, I'm okay when somebody says, I only want to treat 20 people a week. Because I got to that point where I was like, that's kind of where I want to be. I think when you Wanting say- Wanting to and saying, oh, I can't. Whole other But maybe story. they can't. You don't fucking know. Are you that person? You don't fucking know. I fucking know. You don't fucking know. Anyway, the laziness, I, I think, is the people the people who are just kind of expecting people to show up at their door. And I don't even know if it's necessarily laziness or just they're naive and thinking, once I'm an RMT, everybody's going to come to me. Like everybody thinks all their friends and family are going to come to them. Yeah, that's not They're true. not. And if they do, they're going to expect you to treat them for free or they're going to expect you to treat them during Thanksgiving dinner. So it's not going to be that you are suddenly licensed and everybody's coming to you. No, you're going to have to work and get clients. And it's working on things like that we talk about on the podcast all the time is building your brand and finding out what kind of therapist you are so you can market yourself to attract the people who want to see specifically you. And those people will stick with you and they'll refer people to you and you'll, you'll build your practice that way. So that's where the laziness comes in. I don't think, I don't think somebody's lazy if they don't want to treat more than 20 people a week because maybe they okay, have a but, billion but other you, things going but on. But then you can't, you can't be like, Oh, I can't make money doing massage. You can't make, and then not want to work more than 20 hours a week. 
Okay, well, yes, that's different. Like, there's a dude on Facebook who's like that all the fucking time. I feel like all he does is fucking whine about not being able to get clients because he's a male therapist. And then anytime anyone suggests, like, well, maybe you should try this, he has a reason or an excuse as to why that won't work for him. I'm like, shut your fucking hole. He needs to take our course about changing his mind. I don't want him into this classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like the worst. Oh, all I do is shameless self-promotion because I'm not fucking lazy. I will attract the people I want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to like be registered already and then start like, you know, start marketing and start putting myself out there and start like trying to build something just like so ready to start working. (laughs) Start now then. Like there's a dude that. Well, I'm I'm scared because like you don't want to like you know, present yourself as an RMT when you're not. No, but like, for example, there's a, there's a guy that, um, he contacted us from BC. His podcast hasn't, hasn't been published yet, but he's a student in BC and, uh, he's got his Instagram where he's like, you know, showing all these exercises and Mm -hmm. everything else. He's just kind of building a brand. And that way, when he's finished school and he's fully registered, he's already got his interest. He's already got followers. He's already got content that's published. That's the kind of stuff, like when I say, when Mark says, okay, people who only want to work 20 hours a week, that's only treating clients 20 hours a week. Remember that as much as you're treating people, you're still working when you're not treating people. Like you can't just expect that you show up to a clinic, treat and go home. That's not how you're going to be successful. Although that's a pretty sweet deal. I did that for a few years. It was awesome. I think you guys will dig this this job. Yeah, it's fun. I'll definitely enjoy it. Like for me, like a lot of people talk about um me ever thinking about opening my own like business but like for me like you know like I just recently turned 21 like I'm a student I technically until like I find a full-time job and like I'm living at home so I'm like I don't want people coming into like my basement with my massage table and then there's like my baby photos all over (laughs) it's so creepy and like I'm an only child so when you go down to my basement it's like a shrine it looks like I've died and there's like a memorial it's just my face everywhere (laughs) so it's like for me like I'd rather work with somebody and like you know learn the ropes and stuff and maybe like down the road I could consider it but for me it's just more so like you know not stressing myself out with like, you know, uh, trying to find clients or especially if it's like in my like my home business, like if I have a family and stuff thinking about like, okay, like I can't have like my kids disrupting like my massages or people answering the phone and stuff. So like I have to kind of learn how to do that before I can kind of like start my own business, I would say. Like that's just my mindset with it. Well, you can also start thinking bigger too. Owning your own business doesn't have to be a home-based business. You can own a monster of a clinic where you're employing enough people that you can that's what I put want your to feet do up. Eventually, yeah. 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 Or you can go a completely all a whole different route. Like we had uh there's this therapist, her name is Corey. She's taken a whole bunch of courses with us and she had no desire to work in clinics permanently. She her whole thing was I'm gonna work locums. I'm going to go find she contracts. She was the locum girl six, for six years. months, eight months. I'm going to go to BC or I'm going to she go went to, to Alberta. Jasper, I'm yeah. going to go to Australia. She would go away for six, eight months, work as a massage therapist, come back home for a little bit, do a couple locums and head off again. Like it's completely There's fucking There's so open. many options. Mark found a really cool job posting. We talked about it with Corey um, where you could actually live on this resort, work as a RMT there, live on the resort for $10 a day. You can eat there. You can use all the amenities. And just work as a massage therapist. Our one teacher was telling us like that we could do that and make a killing. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And that she like would go on vacation and see like all these like Canadians that are RMTs that like went there um, with the intention of just working there for a few years. 
um, or even just like a few months yeah. and then they just ended up staying there just cause like they're making such good money and it's cheap to live there and they're just making a killing and for sure, for sure. There's tons, There's tons of so cool many opportunities. Ideas. My GF here, Rico's GF, uh, loves traveling, so I'm sure she would totally. I know. Be I up hear her whispering over here. Anything. That's a great idea. <laughs> 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 Literally, she was doing that on the car ride. She's like, "Oh my gosh! Like you should like take some courses in an exotic place, like in India or whatever, so we could just go on vacation." And I'm just like, "She's smart, smart woman." You got there. Hold on. I keep telling her, I'm like, "We can do anything and a- a- anything and everything you want. I just need to get registered first. Yeah, that's the, the, and there's people that always have courses like all over the place. Like, yep. like there, I, there's a ton of people that do different courses in like Hawaii especially if you're going to take like Lomi Lomi which is like a traditional Hawaiian type of massage um, there's a lot of people that do continuing education in like Costa Rica and shit like that so that'd be fun yeah not, right? there's Why a not? lot of a lot of cool opportunities so you guys can drive here to Toronto and hang out with us for a weekend <laughs> not as fun <laughs> what are you talking about we're fucking fun I'm having fun well, yeah, I'm, I'm, having fun. Fun. <laughs> I'm having fun too honestly I was like looking forward to this like all day I was just like oh my god gosh like i'm gonna go to toronto like i'm finally gonna meet them because like at first like i never saw your faces so i just pictured like a different face i'm like i actually get to see what you guys look like this is so weird to hear this by the way it trips it trips me the fuck out i don't know about about you but all the time especially because i purposely stay out of the social media like I have a Facebook page, but it's my personal Facebook page. When random RMTs actually try to add me to Facebook, I don't add them. Not for any other reason other than I post pictures of my kids and whatever. I don't have like a like a business profile like Mark does. So some people know what Mark looks like because he's all over social media and he's doing all the stuff. But people don't always know who I am. So when somebody does approach me and they're like, hey, you're Amanda, right? I'm like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's kind of weird. It is kind of trippy. I was going to say, oh, can you please tell everybody uh, how you accidentally text me when you meant to text Rico the other night? Oh, yeah. Okay, so like... (laughs) So Rico always tells me about um, like two massage therapists and a microphone all the time. He Before like, you continue with this, can can I ask, when you hear two massage therapists and a microphone, what do you think of? Like, w- yeah. When you hear the name of our podcast, what does yeah. it make you think of? Like just the name or my impression of it? The name. The name? Um, so I always imagine there's two people sitting in the middle of a room okay. and then one microphone like that like the the like logo. a boom like coming boom? down from yeah. the top yeah like hanging down from the ceiling and just like sitting in front of each other like so like the two and a half man intro okay okay I get that. <laughs> oh I just that's what like, I envisioned in my mind I thought you guys would be singing <laughs> like I don't know why the first thing that popped up into my head when I heard two massage therapists and microphone was like karaoke you guys sharing thank you thank you the, n- the name actually came the from uh, do you know that Beck song from the nineties where it's at two turntables and a microphone. You're too young. Don't even look at me. Yeah. But you might know. You're not that young. I don't know you? a lot of Beck, Beck God songs. Damn. <laughs> anyway, the name came from that song. Gotcha. Um, because when Mark was, uh, Mark had the idea for the podcast and he said to me, we just got to think of a name of it. And I'm like, oh, who's going to want to listen to us? We're just two massage therapists with a microphone. And then I started singing that Beck song. I'm like, that's it. That's what we're going to call it. And some guy said to Mark on Facebook the other day, Dude, you ever heard of two girls in one cup? <laughs> like, oh, oh my god! Are you joking? <laughs> so anyway, dude, if you're listening, no, that's not why we named it that. <laughs> oh god, disgusting. <laughs> Guy's a weirdo. Yeah. Sorry, you were you were. Oh, oh, it's all good. So um, Rico is the one that told you about the podcast. Yeah, he was the one who told me about the podcast, and he was like always talking 
about the podcasting class and he's like hey did you hear it about like the la- like the latest episode and I was like hold on like let me get on to it like it just came out and like he always like talked about anytime we like we were in lab or anything so I was like oh my gosh you know what I should do because he always talks about you guys let's see if I can actually like get him on the show because he's talked about like oh my god that'd be so awesome if I could actually be on the podcast so I was gonna be like guess what I just did by accident <laughs> I sent it me, to you like, so, so I did a thing <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I did a thing. I'm so proud oh, it of myself. Was, it was that so good. So she messaged me. It was, it was again, a late night thing where I was like, I was talking to you, but I'm also doing seven other things at home, right? So she messaged me and said, like, hey, have you ever considered having students on? And so I said to her, like, yeah, we, you know, we did have some students on. What were you thinking? And so, you know, she gave me some topics. And then Mark happened to walk into the room and I told him, so I'm talking to a student, a massage student that just finished. And, uh, she wants to come on the podcast. And he said, let's do an unprofessional hour with students. So I pitched the idea to Mel. And she's like, yes, oh my God, so awesome, all excited. And then two seconds later, I get a message that says, guess what your girl just did? I'm like, that was not for me. (laughs) So I just pretended it didn't happen. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. That was meant for my friend who really wants to come on the show. (laughs) Literally, and I tried to delete it. And I was like, you know what, they probably saw it already. I I tried to play it off like it wasn't there. I just ignored it. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't for me. I'm going to screenshot that. I was literally like talking between you like two on like Facebook message. But thing is like the messages were right under each other. So it wasn't until I looked at the top and I was like, shit, (laughs) this isn't Rico. Well, at least I knew that you guys were excited to do it because I didn't know if when we pitched you the idea to do an unprofessional hour, if you'd want to do it since you had like serious topics in mind. Oh, yeah. Like the MCQ and OSCE. But like, I feel like even talking about them aren't like we're not supposed to talk about like well you're not supposed to give talk specifics about it and i mean i guess because we also do oski prep as one of the courses here i don't know how much we could really talk about the mcq and the oski i mean the most i could say to anyone who's going to do it is just don't let your fucking nerves get in the way i think most people who are not successful it's nerves because if you manage to get through school and pass school if you went to a decent college, the OSCE shouldn't be that big of a surprise to you. The people who fail, I think it's just they they freak out. Stop freaking out. <laughs> Literally, even just talking about the OSCE is just giving me just like flashbacks to our OSCE prep, just because my exam experience was just very interesting. Like if you want to talk about unprofessional, I had food poisoning before my OSCE prep final exam, oh. like the night before. Mm. And like, it was just the worst timing ever because, like, originally, the way the story starts off, like, if you kind of want to sit down for a little bit, but basically, I, um, the rest of my cousins and I, we were planning a surprise party because one of our uh, cousins uh, finished his PhD in chemistry. She's like, oh my gosh, let's have a surprise party, get all the cousins together because there's like 10 of us. And the only date that we could all get together was right before my exam and I was like come on guys can we pick another day and they're like well I don't know because we don't know if he's gonna travel and like we have kids and stuff and I was like okay fine so I got food poisoning from a weird pasta dish which had like a bunch of different like house blend hot sauces and lots of cheese and stuff so like from midnight till about four in the morning I'm just going back and forth to the bathroom and I'm one of the first groups to go so like everyone usually sees me like just you know very stressed out before going into like ops and stuff and i was just very quiet because the only thing i was thinking about was like don't shit yourself this exam (laughs) and like i kid you not like as i'm going through the stations i can feel like the cramps in my stomach i can feel myself very bloated like 
almost about to fart. And even one of them, I actually farted going through the doorway. Oh my God. It was bad. And like at the end, I remember it was my assessments, my assessment station. The second I was finished doing the whole ortho assessment, like I actually had to like sit down for a bit and like hold myself because like the cramps were so bad. And my teacher was like, oh my gosh, like, are you going to be okay? Like, are you sick? Do you need to go to the bathroom? And I said, I think I actually have food poisoning or maybe too white to handle spices. I don't know. (laughs) And it was bad. So like every single station, I would sit in like the corner of the room when it was done. And my teachers would kind of look at me like, why is she so far away from me? And one of them even commented. And I was just like, it's just really hot. I'm by the air conditioner. But I'm like, I don't want you to smell a potential fart. Like it's bad. (laughs) But I survived. So it's okay. And the the rest station was at the beginning. So, like, I was thinking, can I go up to go to the bathroom? Like, or what happens if I can't make it on time? Like, will I not be able to go to the next station? I didn't even know if I could get up or the timekeeper would be like, sit down. Like, you can't leave the room. <laughs> so I just sat and suffered in silence. It is the worst. Like, as as you're telling the story, I'm... I, I, I have so much empathy for you because this has happened to me twice in my massage career of having a very upset stomach at work and just trying to ignore it and power through. And I remember being um, on site when I was doing corporate massage and I was probably 25 minutes into a 60 minute treatment with a regular client. This woman saw me every two weeks and uh, I actually just had to say to her, like, I, I'm sorry, like, you're going to have to excuse me for a minute. And I had to run out of the room because I was that sick. And uh, I came back in. I was like, oh, sorry. I just had to blow my nose. Let's keep going. It's the yeah. longest nose blowing. <laughs> sure, blow your nose. <laughs> Another thing. The worst. I think if I was a patient, I'd just get up. I'd be like, oh, let's just call it a wrap. No, I don't. I, I don't know. What I if feel I just like... lie on the table till you come back? That's kind of weird. Yeah, but also like, I think that, that, again, it's humans have to understand humans yeah, like for at, sure. even if you if i, I was, upset. If I was I just... on, the, on the table and even if my therapist said like i forgot to pee before we started i'm sorry can i just run out and pee i'd be like yeah cool like as long as i'm not losing time i'll just wait you're just mm. laying on the table it's comfortable when i was pregnant i had to do that once i had to leave to pee there was no other choice like either you let me go or you might step in a puddle when you get up. I was getting a massage once and I really had to go to the bathroom and I just like held it for the whole hour basically. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. I'm scared I'm going to get sick today because like I was on my motorcycle earlier today and I ride oh, I ride juice. with an open face helmet and um, I was behind this uh, cube van that was moving around fish products and you know, it's just all this fish water just ended up on my face from a truck and I'm like, oh, mm. I'm going to be so sick later. And Mel just looked like she was going to throw up as she was taking a sip of her yeah. beer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that got in my bad mouth. Time, bad timing. Oh, that's so funny. gross. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's why we arrived at the same time as you today. You know, I that's said Mark was here. He had to go home and shower because he smelled like fish. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. it, was, it was pretty intense. So you guys should actually be thankful that he went home and showered or we'd all be sitting in this teeny tiny hot room Fishy smelling room. like fish. Ew. It might not be that hot in here. I just, I've had no, a beer not. and it makes my face red. Woo! Sweating. At least it's not like in the middle of the summer when we were like getting like the heat waves and stuff because then it would just really linger. Oh, did you hear our episode when our AC went out? Oh, yeah, because the car ran into the hydro pool yeah. and then oh, it was yeah. the hottest balls room. Yeah, people didn't like my language on that. No, that 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 got a lot of negatives. Yeah, I saw like one of the comments, but it's just like, you know what? Like, throw the fuck up. Like, <laughs> literally, it's like, it's kind of like. Like walking, watching Family Guy and being like, oh, this has coarse language. This is awful. Like, what did you expect? Like, it's adult humor. And yeah, even like for like the whole point of like your podcast is just kind of like to let loose and not take yourself so seriously. Because like, you know, we're like, I find definitely in Ontario, like the rules with massage therapy are very strict mm-hmm. and you have to do like this, this, this. So it's nice just to like 
just talk and relax and not just be so uptight all the time. Yeah, and laugh at the fact that, you know what? Sometimes clients undress before you want them to. Sometimes, sometimes they get on the table. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they stand on it. Sometimes they hug their shoes. There's so many things that can happen. <laughs> what did you hate most about being a massage therapy student? Hmm. That's a good question. I'll let you go first. Um, I feel like I've talked too much. I feel like never too much. Um, just the amount of things that come at you in such a small amount of time is pretty overwhelming. And uh, yeah, it takes a lot of commitment. Um, just just the, the volume of information that comes in such a small amount of time. Like it's mm. a, a two-year program. Well, three-year program done in two years, and you really need like the maximum amount of two years. Like it could be, if there was an option for a longer uh, time to do it, then I would probably take the the longer time, um, just to like really sit with the knowledge a lot longer before going into like OSCE. Because mm-hmm. I don't have like a science background or anything. So. I was just going to say, if you don't have a science background, I can see that we talked about on one and we realized after we sounded like fucking assholes, but both of us have a kin degree. So massage school for us was a little bit easier because we had already learned all the anatomy. We already knew exercises. We knew, like we knew all of this stuff, right? The so, only the only new thing was massage. massaging. That's yeah, cool. That's cool. I mean, I mean, some of it was review for me. Like I, I can't say that I remembered all of my like neuro. When I went into massage, but it was, it was exactly that. It was review. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is brand new information or I wasn't expecting it. Um, But yeah, I guess if you don't have a science background, it can be a lot in two years. Especially if your teachers are shit too. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, but I also did way better than I thought I would too. So Mm -hmm. that's good. I had my best friend, the one who was convincing me uh, to go to uh, massage therapy school. Uh, She was um, uh, half a semester, well, Actually, I would say, yeah, a year ahead of me, because by the time I started semester one, she was going into semester four. And it was good to have her um, actually go to school before me because she would warn me about like upcoming assignments and stuff like what to expect in future semesters. We would practice on each other if I didn't have someone to practice for OPs. So that was really good. I found the hardest thing being the massage therapy program was just like it could be very lonely because like from like eight to five plus your placements your clinic like almost every single day you're just by yourself all the time and then even including like studying and then your part-time job it's kind of like your personal life kind of just falters away Mm -hmm. like literally i there was times that like i didn't see like my family or friends for like months and they were like oh my gosh i thought you were dead and even like for my family (laughs) did you die yeah like literally like i would never go outside i was like that kid that always like stayed inside and like studied and like i could only like work on the weekends and even like for my family like it was kind of sad like when i was finished school and like my family and i sat down for dinner it's like oh my gosh it feels like the first time in a long time we've actually sat together as a family to eat dinner because like i'd always have outreach or clinic Mm -hmm. or studying so it's just at times it did feel very lonely because everything was so fast yeah and it's like uh you know there's so much coming at you and it's like i have to study because i have to know this and i have to know it soon (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like like i haven't seen my girlfriend i feel like in so long yet we live together right glad you could come today i have to i have to (laughs) like put the time in like because you know I have to know it. And then the people that are in your class become like your new family almost. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like people that you go to battle with basically, right? And then it's like, you know, everything outside of that is kind of disappears, it feels like. And then now I'm done school and things are slowly coming back. And it's like, well, I have to stay in that mindset because I still have exams to do and it's hard to 
find time to study now because I'm working constantly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's different. It's weird. You probably drank a lot while I was in massage school because I would go to school from eight to one. I would work from one to nine. I would drive home. It took about a half an hour. So I'd get home about 930. Mark usually arrived home around, what, 11 in those mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So he'd come home and I had only been home for just over an hour. So enough time to eat something. So I probably hadn't eaten all day, maybe take a shower. And then I would want to study something like, yeah, I, you know, a lot of this was review, but I'd want to study. So he'd come home on like a Friday evening or something and be like, let's go out to drink. I'm like, get out of here. I have to study. So he'd just go out. Bar yeah, that's a lot of himself. bars by myself. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> get out. I kicked you out of your own apartment. So I look like this, the sad guy at the bar all the time. Yeah. yeah. It was even, it was it Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day? I was like the here. sad guy at the bar at Valentine's But that wasn't because I had to study. I had to go console a friend who had just imagine this this dude broke up with my best friend on valentine's day so she was all sad and mark and I, it was it would have been our first valentine's day yeah. like, together and uh he said you're a good friend go be with your friend we'll meet up later because this was early in the day i went and spent the whole day with her he didn't know what to do so he just went around the bar by the time i got there he had made a whole group of friends because they all felt sorry for yeah. this guy he kept saying, my girlfriend's coming she's coming <laughs> they thought i didn't exist <laughs> some girl so actually hugged me that night she's like i'm so glad you're real <laughs> oh my god very sad moment the sad guy at the bar but yeah massage therapy that's where i mean i finished massage school how many years like 15 15 years 15 ago, years ago. And some of my best friends to this day are the people I met at massage therapy school. Some of my only friends, actually. (laughs) Them and your motorcycle mechanic. I know. I feel (laughs) that's the running joke in our house that I don't have friends anymore. It's the motorcycle mechanic. Whatever works. Anything else that we missed? I know. I mean, it's it's so different doing an unprofessional hour with people who don't work yet. Yeah. I would say our outreaches were very interesting. Like our. Our program, I would say, is not perfect because, like, well, our I would say it's fairly new. Like, it started about, like, September 2013. So they're still, like, working out a lot of uh, stuff when it comes to, like, how they're going to teach the program and everything. Um, but I definitely have to give credit to our outreach coordinator because she gave us some of the best outreaches and, like, some of, like, I guess the best experiences I could honestly possibly take like we were lucky enough to treat the hamilton tiger cats as an outreach oh that's right yeah it was fun which was awesome and i was like a little bit starstruck and some of my family members were like oh my gosh are you going to the game like can you take pictures and i'm like no we're not allowed to but then like you have some of the players like you're in their instagram live or something and it's just like half of my forehead or something (laughs) (laughs) that's me look (laughs) it was like you see that eyebrow in the top left corner that's your girl (laughs) like it was really fun we did that and even like expose us to different um, environments like one of the outreaches we did uh, was in downtown Hamilton and it was at this uh, pain clinic that served the French speaking community Mm -hmm. so this was the first time we ever had to encounter a language barrier when treating so we had like aphasia books so it was like uh, common uh, phrases that we would give in a client intake and they were translated in French and there was pictures so we could point to them uh, so we could still treat these people because a lot of them like they were like either weaning off of like um, harder medications or they were trying to uh, find other ways for treatment that they could afford and stuff so massage therapy was there for them like a lot of the clients I saw had fibromyalgia hip knee replacements and stuff so they were very grateful but it was definitely interesting to have someone like try to translate or even have like a book to try to do the interview as well. Mm. And um, I definitely have to give 
a shout out to her because like she kind of went through like tooth and nail to get us really good outreaches. I remember she was saying like, I don't want you guys to ever feel like I ever wasted your time giving you an outreach that you have to stand there and do nothing. This is refreshing though, because because we have an OSCE prep, we always have former students, you know, the transition between student to um, exam come in and they all shit on their school so bad. Yeah, it's nice that you guys had such a good experience. Absolutely did, yeah. Like, um, I've heard a lot of bad things about our school. I've heard a lot of good things about our school. Is the bad true? Is all the bad shit you heard about your school now that you've been there? Are you like, yeah, that's there? Or are you like, no, that's completely I can see sometimes why someone would say something, um, but it comes down to um, what you're looking for, right? Like if you're really trying and giving 110%, you should be able to make it through and do a good job and excel mm-hmm. and have enough knowledge to like pass the exams and like accomplish your goals, right? right. But um, if you're if you're giving less than that, then... It's on you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It, it is on, on them. And they may have had le- like, I, would, I don't want to say they didn't have legitimate experiences, you know, saying like the negative things, but you know, the program could have been different years in the past. Like, I don't know. I just know mm-hmm. the way it was for me, but um, I I think it was a good program and if I could go back in time, I'd do it again. Let me ask you a question then. So did you guys do research on the school that you went to before going to it? Like, did you look at the pass rates and all that kind of stuff? I didn't know you could look at the pass rates at that time. Um, Trillium College is the closest college to me that offers massage therapy in in, uh, Niagara. Yep. Um, I did research that school and I saw a lot of negative reviews. And then I looked, uh, I uh, researched our uh, school massage therapy program and uh there was a lot of good reviews that i saw on there and i didn't really hear about the negative stuff until Mm -hmm. i was like you know way into the program so Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't say like and this is just me personally just because i don't want to be someone to nitpick on all the negative things in my college experience and even for me to go to college i would say it's a privilege like i come from a family of mostly immigrants so even for me as a girl to go to college is a big thing in my family it's kind of breaking the stereotype we're not just like housewives especially being portuguese it's more so like like a woman usually like stays at home husband's in construction and even the stigma like if a woman makes more than her husband your husband's like kind of like a shame to the family so my parents were very supportive they're breaking out of that stereotype so me going to college and having a good support system you know it gave me more of a drive to do my best in college because I felt like my experience means a lot so I felt like I just had a very positive experience in college and I could go on about you know like the little things like yeah we had to travel yeah you're gonna have teachers who aren't your favorite but in the grand scheme of things I learned way more than I did the first day and even like coming straight out of high school like I definitely matured as a person because I was definitely that kind of person to just, you know, memorize things like, you know, then just regurgitate them for the exam, move on to the next thing. But it wasn't until like I came to this program, did I really learn like how to adapt and be a critical thinker and not just be kind of a robot. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's good to hear fucking young people say that shit. Right. That's so fucking important, man. Yeah. Because we always hear the negative shit and it's all like, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys are supposed to be young and stupid and not know shit, but you're fucking more reasonable than half the old farts that come in here and complain (laughs) about every fucking thing. Yeah. And even like for our school, because like, um, and this is kind of something I've kind of 
heard more as like my time in college progressed that everyone kind of just shat on our program for it being a new program because it was like oh if you don't go to Sutherland Chan you're not like super smart because mm. like everyone was saying basically if you went to Sutherland Chan like you're already a massage therapist and there's like the, that program like they make the best, the best massage therapists and like they have the highest passing rate if you look at the statistics all the students do very well and it was just kind of like why are you already assuming something about me just because of the school that I go to? Like, you know nothing about me personally or how motivated I am and stuff. So it's like I'm already being judged just based on, like, where I go. And I don't think that's necessarily right. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good massage therapy programs. And I think it's exactly as you said. It oftentimes depends on the instructors, too. A program could be fucking great. But if there's an instructor that's not motivated or not engaging their students and not, you know, making the students get excited and inspired to do it, then, you know, they might leave with a bad taste in their mouth. Or even if you just get into a class, like, you know, there's just some downers. Like, I feel like in the school I went to, not even necessarily just in my group, like we we had um, multiple groups happening at the same time, but there was just certain people that literally just brought the energy of the whole class down. Like, oh, fuck, I have to deal with this person again. Yeah, definitely your colleagues have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our professors were saying that your group is really good. Your group is really good. And we, we were hearing that from a lot of different professors. Um, oh, yeah, this, this midterm mark, it's the highest that we've ever seen, blah, blah. Awesome. And I, I just kept like thinking like, yeah, you probably say that to all the girls. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and then like some of them were saying like, no, really, like your group was really good. And yeah. And I mean, if you guys like, were all as close as you yeah. as you were saying you are and you're all helping each other and you're working together. We had another student on here. Was it Natalia? And Natalia said something similar, right? That she had such Her a great awesome group. group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they all helped school, each like. other. And yeah, and like she had a very positive experience in school because partly because of the other students that were there. And it wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't necessarily the best teachers or the best yeah. program because they studied their fucking asses exactly. off. Sure. And the curriculum is the curriculum at most places. Like, yeah, there's obviously schools that slip through the cracks with, you know, subpar stuff. But I think majority of the programs, the curriculum is there. And if you're motivated enough, you'll learn it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I've been trying to get your attention for I don't know how long. Did you notice Mel's shoes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. Watch the bottom. <laughs> that you got to describe really them. So I have old uh, Nintendo vans from the old um, Nintendo gaming system. Well, Su Super Nintendo. The best part I is you're not even old enough to have ever played Super Nintendo, are well, you? Well, <laughs> I got it from my cousins because they always used to babysit me. So that's how like... I was exposed to video games because my parents were like, no, you can't watch TV. I don't want to have a couch potato in my house. So I was always outside and playing sports. So when they would babysit me, they're like, hey, you want to play Super Smash Bros? And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, we must teach you. <laughs> so like at the bottom of my shoes for listeners, I have game over at the bottom. And even if you uh, notice the aglets, it even has the Nintendo controllers as well. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I was trying to get your attention for so long. I'm like, Mark would appreciate those shoes. I do. That's how <laughs> That's how I spent much of my youth holding those paddles. I love video playing, games so Playing much. Contra. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much like into the old uh, video games. Like I'm not really into a lot of like the new ones, like the Wii U and everything. Like I'm fine just playing on Nintendo 64 and playing with my old pixelated Mario characters. Mm. Instead. It just, I love the nostalgia. Love it. 
Anything else we got to talk about? I don't know. I'm uh, anything else you guys want to wrap on? I'm I'm okay. What was it like for you guys uh prepping for the MCQ in Oski? I think I asked you on Facebook, but I don't recall, but maybe I sometimes don't remember 10 minutes ago. Um <laughs> for me since mine was when did I do Okay, so I finished school November 2010. I did my Oski right away. Um and I remember studying with another girl. Um, her and I didn't weren't in the same class. Like she went to uh, same school but different campus, and she would come over to my place. Like after we both finished work, we would study. I'd we'd be run at the through bar station. by myself. You'd be at the bar by yourself. No, actually, this is where Mark came in handy because he was a massage therapy instructor. So I'd have him write up a bunch of stems for us, and her and I would run through stations while he was out drinking. And um, so we did our oski the same time. Her and I, and I remember going in there that day. Did you do the same day? Yeah, I think same time slot. No, we were not the same time. She was before me. Gotcha. And I remember going in that day feeling so overly confident because, like Mark, I was always a good student. And if I actually put effort, I I was getting like 96, 97. So I felt so overly confident. I went in there, my first, I think, three stations, I was like, yeah, crushed it. I was so confident. I went into the assessment station. I read the stem. I was like, yep, fucking easy. I know what this is. And I start doing it. And I think I was like a little too cocky. And I was doing tests that were unnecessary to show the examiners, like I was ruling stuff out. I'm like, not like, I know it's going to be negative. I know it's going to be negative. I knew what the condition was. I ran out of time. I didn't actually give my clinical impression because I went cocky, cocky, cocky. I came home and bawled my eyes out. I was like, I fucked it up. I failed. And Mark kept saying like, there's no way you failed. Like you might not have done well on that station, but if up to that point you were doing everything right, there's no way you failed. Anyway, I cried and cried and cried, ended up deciding to get over it. We went to the bar. I had some drinks. I was fine. And um, in those days, we got our results much quicker I think probably probably like 14 weeks, days. Maybe. Yeah, probably two weeks I waited. And when I got that email that said that I passed, it was like the happiest moment of my life. And MCQ, say, I went in pretty confident. And I mean, we got the results literally that second. So that was easy. Oh, they give it that quickly? No, or has it changed? For, it was like instant. Now, yeah. Yeah. Back then, yeah. Yeah, back then it was like you went in, you did the exam. It was like ran through a computer and either you passed or you didn't. For me, it was way different because I'm old, so... I did I did my when I did my OSCE there was 14 stations there wasn't seven what? wow um there were you can only do your OSCEs they they only offered it twice a year so there was a shitload of people that were doing it this is when they used to rent out four floors at like Mount Sinai Hospital Crazy. so there'd be like a billion candidates there at one time that was a long exam because there's 14 stations uh, it was really, really different, actually. Like, you guys have, like, one treatment station, two assessment stations, uh, a techniques, a treatment, a Remex. I had, like, a palpation station, two, three or four assessment stations, two treatment. It was, it was insane. Oh. It, was, it, was, it was a lot different. Um, so, but I didn't, I didn't find it difficult because, like, yeah, I, I was always a decent student. So it was, I went in there really confident and I came out feeling really good about it. The MCQ, to be honest with you, if you, did well in school and you didn't fail shit, you really shouldn't have to study for an MCQ. No, the MCQ I didn't find difficult at all. It's all all there. I think there was maybe three questions out of however many there were that I was kind of surprised to see, like more specific than I expected. But otherwise, it was everything that you've already learned, everything you've been using. Like there was nothing- Nothing you shouldn't have known. Even the super specific questions, I probably should have. I think I was just 
shocked. I don't know why for some reason. And I think this is more so just because like it could be questions on anything you learned about in your time in college. Sure. Um, there's also, was it those, is it 18 questions that don't actually count to your score? Yeah, something it's like, something like, like 18 that. or 25 or something that um, they're like testing or something. Yeah, that literally like for shits and giggles, I could put like really anything and you could be surprised and it's like... Well, then it kind of like narrows down like how much I can actually screw up. Mm-hmm. But even yeah. then, like I feel like it's just overwhelming because like how do you actually study for it? Do they actually like is there a review that's given to you or? I did not study for my MCQ. I at don't all. know that I did either. I didn't, I didn't I even study for my OSCE. And well, because your OSCE is just practicing doing shit, right? And but I mean, even even in studying for the OSCE, you're studying for the MCQ because there's a certain percentage yeah. of questions that are just based on there's your assessments, your remex, your exactly. treatments. So, like forty, if you there, there's an MCQ content breakdown on the CMTO website, as well as the OSCE as well on uh, the Canada Handbook, I think, or something like that. But they'll tell you exactly what sections and how many questions, what percentage of the exam comes from clinical science, what percentage comes from this, what percentage comes from that so that kind of gear you as to where you might want to spend some time but again if you went through school and you didn't fail exams i don't know if your college allowed rewrites and stuff like that did, did your college allow for rewrite exams no probably not oh well that's probably not i don't probably even know because i never failed the fucking test <laughs> so if you've never failed anything and you you kind of did well at school it's in there man you can pick out shit from four detractors no problem like they're probably if you're a good student there's no need to study there's no need to open up a fucking book i also love multiple choice exams like i was like mark it was like a game to me how fast i could finish a multiple choice exam and get out of there oh gosh those. were you both those people like would that you would like silently compete with your classmates just to finish first being like ha i'm done and just like make it very known when you got up (laughs) no like i said nobody liked me so i wasn't trying to do that (laughs) Um, i i I would just i don't know i was like you like i liked to compete with my own time like i'm gonna finish this exam in 20 minutes and i mean i I competed for marks like there was there was a couple students in my class and one of them we got the same types of marks um but she was like i'm taking there's a two-hour exam i'm taking all two hours i'm reading every question down to the t i'm reviewing i'm going back for me no i read the question i answer it i walk away i never go back to it and that's how i end up finishing a test in 20 minutes i would actually give people that advice sometimes like don't look back because then you start second guessing yourself and you start changing answers so other than getting dicks drawn on you let me hear about uh the pranksters in your class oh gosh um, well, if any of my classmates are listening, they probably know that I am at the butt of most of the jokes because I unfortunately <laughs> have a hard time understanding sarcasm. <laughs> um, You'd be fun to hang out with. <laughs> literally, just to like literally get me to do stupid stuff or like you can even go on with like a lie or whatever or like just trick me just for shits and giggles and make a bet out of it. Like that's what my classmates would honestly start doing. And like uh, my desk mates. The biggest one that I could probably think of that sticks to mind besides drawing dicks on me was when they literally forged an email saying that it was from my pathology professor saying that we were supposed to have a quiz and that the date for one of our lectures changed. And what they did was that they just made an email. But the thing is that they just like covered most of the screen. So it's just centered at the message. And they were like messaging me in our uh, Facebook group being like, 
hey, did you like get the message from our prof saying like the quiz changed and like the lecture is being moved? And I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like the room moved and like we have another quiz. Like I didn't study for it. And then like they were all in on this. And the thing is that they were trying to get also my prof on board. They're like, hey, do you want to mess with Mel? And they're like, sure. But they're like, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's like, oh, we're going to just forge an email to say that we changed the room number and that we have another lecture and we have a quiz so she could just start panicking. And they're like, yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to do it, but you guys can do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> so like literally I almost walked into like another classroom thinking the room moved and thinking that I had a quiz. And they're like, yeah, we were just fucking with you the whole time. Like, this is the <laughs> friends that I have. <laughs> Obviously in massage school, I, did, I didn't have anybody that I was really close with. I know I keep joking saying nobody liked me. It wasn't actually like that. I worked at the school that I went to. So I was staff at the school. Nobody was trying to be my friend. Yeah, Which but, is I, fine. but the, the, that place where you went to school is also different too, because there were a lot of older people, second career. Yeah, blah, I was blah, I was blah, one of the blah, youngest blah, of the people class. that are like kind of more serious about like they forget what it's like to be just a fucking dummy student. And yeah, do student we didn't shit. we didn't have that kind of atmosphere in our yeah. class. But when I was in university, there was one girl that you remind me of that one girl because this poor girl was always the butt of the jokes because she was so gullible. Like we could tell her anything. She just called you gullible. Oh yeah, yeah, okay I am. That? We could we could tell her, but it was like it was this innocence, right? Like she was a little bit younger than the rest of us, and she was just innocent. And so we could do anything. And one night, her roommate and another girl just took it too far. She had all of these like stuffed things. I don't know. I feel like she had like the seven dwarfs on her bed or something. I don't know. She had these like stuffed animals or whatever on her bed. Uh, she no, she was Persian. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> she all she had, right because if she was Asian, they'd be on her dashboard. Oh my god! Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! So she had all these like stuffed animals on her bed, and she had a night class one night, and her roommate and her roommate's friend thought it would be funny, and they like rearranged all the stuffed animals, and they actually took a couple of them and like pretended to hang them, and like they had like a noose around their necks and hung them like in the window of her dorm room. Oh my god! Anyway, she did not take it well, and she was really upset. And I was like, I swear to God, I had nothing to do with that one because I was, you know, I was usually in on a lot of the pranks we pulled on her, and she was usually a very good sport about it. But this stuffed animal one just went a little bit too far she didn't appreciate it i have no funny prank school stories unfortunately i have lots of funny videos of mel, uh, mel doing silly things <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like what 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 are we talking about here um so for some reason i don't know why but we were all hanging out uh in front of our class waiting to like go in and her and like a couple other people were like laying on the ground and like kind of like like on their side and like pushing off and then like sliding across the, the floor and then um, like along lockers and then like going back and then pushing off and just um, doing that multiple times. The politically correct term is hallway surfing. Oh, hallway surfing. I didn't know <laughs> there was it a, up. a name for it. But yes, while there's like people trying to walk through the halls and they're just like hallways. It's like, why are you doing that? I'm just going to make a video of this. Did you guys ever interact with with people in other programs? Because I, when I was in massage school, it was, it was only a massage school. I went to CCMH. So there was a four terms of just people in massage a little bit like we had a thing called runner's clinic and uh there were were they health wellness and fitness um, um health and wellness and police foundations okay they students. had to do the fitness test so we would just treat them afterwards yeah so they would like do their workout and then we would like massage them mm. um but that's about it and what 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 was the general consensus from people in the other programs about the massage program uh, i felt like they 
liked the massages. Um, they didn't really understand why we were asking things or why we were like going through mm -hmm. like a little bit of an interview beforehand. I don't think they understood mm -hmm. why, like it was kind of pointless. Um, give them like a health history form thing. And then they would just like write an X on it and just give it back to you. Right, right, right. Did, they, did anyone have like, or did any of them express like mm, massage and give you guys the comments? Because like, for example, the school that Amanda went to, it's a school that has like really kind of low level entry, entry medical stuff so mm -hmm. massage therapy was like the pedestal program because that was the hardest one to get into and the longest program so you know anyone that was in massage at, a, uh, at the school amanda went to was like oh you're the smart people of the school what is it like when you're at a community college with a whole bunch of other programs? Um, what do they What do they think of the massage program? I actually uh, was standing in line to get food, and I was overhearing a conversation. And this guy was like, "Yeah, I went to the to the clinic, the student clinic, and this guy gave me a massage, and it was just terrible. It was terrible. I mean, I, he's, he might be book smart, but like the massage was just terrible. And like, <laughs> I don't know, it was just interesting to hear. But um, other than that, I I don't think." Uh, I can really comment on other programs like understandings of, of mm. massage. Were you therapy? trying to ask them if they, if uh, people thought they were the dumb ones of the school? Uh, or that's how the question sounded. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, just, I was curious, just curious. I've had people like tell me like, so you went to school for massage therapy. Did did you find that that was hard? Was that even hard? Mm. Like, yes, it's hard. <laughs> or like, oh, I might want to do that. Is that is that hard? It sounds easy. No, it's not easy. That was my favorite thing about working in admissions, though, is when somebody would come in and had no idea what massage therapy was, and they're saying they want to apply to the massage program. And I would ask them, do you have any idea how intense this is? And, you know, they, oh, how hard can it be? It's massage. And multiple people who I tried to educate who still wanted to take it would come back to me after a couple of weeks. So like, what the fuck? Like one guy said to me, like, I'm not trying to be a fucking doctor. Like, why do I need to know all of this? Like, yeah. well, you do need to know mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, there's so. like a high, high dropout rate. I think we started with like 80, 80. or 90 of us. We in had wow. three blocks in yeah. our graduating class, I think less is than like 30 less than 30 now. <laughs> yeah. So only the strongest survived. It's actually funny you mentioned that like people would like kind of comment about like the students for us. Like, well, I would say like for me personally, every time I said I was in the massage therapy program, like for our school, it was fast track. So the first thing to say was like, how could you deal with not having a summer? And I was like, I know, like, I don't know what a vacation is because literally it's two years fast track. So like in the summertime, like the school's almost empty and like there's us with our little rolly bags and our pillows going to class being like, I want to go outside and trying to convince our props <laughs> to go outside for class, which we actually managed to do a few times. But always the summer thing always came up. It was never really like, oh, like, is that hard and stuff from other students? It was more so just like, how could you do two straight years of school? I guess for somebody coming straight out of high school, that would seem weird. When you're a mature student, summer vacation doesn't exist anymore, right? You're like, yeah, uh, you're yeah like I go to anyways. work every day. I'm going to go to school every day. It's just life. Yeah, and then when you're older too, you just want to get in and get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. And get back to your life as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. That's what I do love about... Um, about private the school colleges. that I went to in private colleges is that it was just so fast. Mm. Get in, get out, start working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And it was good in like the summertime that like there was no lines to go to lunch and everything. It was just good like- parking. That's what and, I was like. Yeah, and most. so much parking. <laughs> and even like our student clinic, it wasn't super busy. So like sometimes we'd goof off and even like 
I was just a shit disturber. And like, I would like move. I was telling Mark that we have a skeleton in our lab. And what I would do is I put it in weird positions. Like I make it do the splits or dab or. <laughs> now everybody knows who, what really. Oh, yeah. you would have pissed off Mark so much. He gets so mad when people like fuck with the skeleton. That's here. different. It's really? This one's my skeleton. So it's a fucking different. Right? I'm not buying another fucking skeleton because some Yahoo's going to put it in the splits. Or he used to get mad when uh, I told you these kiss figurines used to be in our home before they lived in the office when he wasn't home and any of my girlfriends would come over and they'd rearrange kiss when he would notice he was fucking livid (laughs) yeah get your hands off my shit and stop putting fucking paul stanley and uh gene simmons in sex positions Like the summertime was like fun because like everyone was just like goofing around because it was just literally us and like a few other programs in the school and even like the skeleton thing like there was times like we wouldn't have anyone in class and like I would start to move like the skeleton and sometimes I even put like my sweater or like a hat on it. I remember one time I made a client like jump in clinic because I left (laughs) it there and she thought it was a person and like the skeleton's just kind of hiding behind the hydrocolator. So when she turned the corner, she like almost ran into it and she just like yelped and everyone was like, oh my God, someone falls like... God damn it, like Mel, like why'd you do that? Hey old man, do you know what a dab is? Old man? Yeah. Yes. I'm just checking. Right on. So anything else you guys want to wrap about? No, I think we've covered everything. This was a good chat. Yeah, it was fun. Cool, cool. Thanks for doing the drive out. So no that's pretty awesome. Now that we know how much you love driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's my day off today. I had some beers. I had Subway. I'm happy. Relax. All right. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for hanging. This has been awesome. I like this uh student edition. It's pretty cool. I dig it. Good idea. Really good. We're all in a relaxed state before we start panicking in October to do our OSCE. Then it's going to be completely 360. Yeah. It's going to be like us emailing you guys like, help us. Calm before the storm. Yeah. Well, if you're good students, you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. Cool, cool. Well, you guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.